Hi folks, FPL General here again with episode 5 of the 59th Minute Fantasy Premier League Podcast. I'm recording on Tuesday evening the 27th of March, so we're right in the middle of the international break uh, and we've got game week 32 coming up this weekend. It's going to be good to have FPL back after the break. I'm currently on my wildcard and I've been, been playing FPL for over 10 seasons now and this past um, 7 or 8 days has been I've never spent so much time scratching my head and, and pulling my hair out because I don't have a I don't have a free hit chip left which is making things a lot trickier for me with my planning for, for game week 32 and onward so in this in this episode I'm, I'm not going to talk too much about strategy I don't want to go giving out advice about strategy when I don't even know what my own strategy is yet I haven't even decided when I'm going to use my bench boost whether it be double 34 or double 37 so what I want to do with this one is keep it short again hopefully around half an hour I'm going to split it into two parts I'm going to first of all I'm going to look at the teams and players that I'm looking at for the for the running um, so these are the players I'm looking at for my wildcard squad uh, for this weekend. And then in the second part, I'll, I'm going to take a couple of questions I got from Twitter today. So probably about five questions. I'll tackle those um, at the end. So I've, I've split I've split it up into... Um, I'm, going to, I'm going to touch on the 20 teams quickly, but I'm going to rattle through this as quickly as I can. I've split it into it. First of all, I'm going to talk about the teams that have two double game weeks coming up. Then I'll move on to the teams with just one double game week. And then I'll finish off talking a little bit about the teams that don't have any doubles. So just going to get straight into it. Um, so the teams that have a, a double-double, as people are calling it on, on Twitter, we've got United, Tottenham, Chelsea, Leicester, Brighton and Southampton. So these are the teams we want to target really for the for the run-in because they've got the two doubles. Um, I'll start with United first. The players I'm looking at from United are De Gea, Lukaku and Eric Bailly. De Gea is probably, if, probably going to be one of the first names in my wildcard squad. Lukaku, um, I want them for the double game week 34. I don't know yet if I'm going to get him immediately or maybe bring him in in 34. So that's something I'm thinking about. And defensively then, I've got Bailly down there just because I think he's the most nailed on uh, United defender. Um, moving on to the United players, I'm going to avoid then. I'm probably going to avoid Smalling because I just... When, when, I'm, when I'm putting my wildcard squad together this week, what I want to do is I want to... I want to pick a squad that, that helps me to minimise transfers for the rest of the season. So I want to make as little transfers as possible between now and the end of the season and to avoid hits. I probably will end up taking a few hits because I don't have the free hit chip, but I do want to bring in players that are guaranteed to play. I do want to bring in someone like Smalling for him to then lose his place, which forces me into a transfer that I could have avoided if I just maybe went for Bay or something like that. So, so I'm considering Bay rather than Smalling just because... There is that small chance that Smalling loses place because of Phil Jones coming back and even Lindelof could even get game time as well. I'm going to avoid Sanchez as well. He's just he's way too expensive. He's not producing the goods. I'm probably going to avoid Valencia as well. Just financially, he's, he's quite expensive. I think there's better options at cheaper prices. And again, Pogba, Lingard, I'm probably going to avoid those kind of guys as well. 
Moving on to Spurs, there's quite a lot of options here. Um, I'm looking at Lloris. Son is more than likely going to be in my squad. Then you've got the likes of Ali and Eriksson, who not many people are talking about because they're a little bit more expensive than Son, but we shouldn't rule out Ali and Eriksson. They could easily do the business in the in the double-double. Um, Vertonghen is probably the safest option in this Spurs defence, so I've got him on my watch list as well. And obviously... Harry Kane is a big factor. We have to we have to think about how we're going to get him back in later on. Now I'll talk a little bit about him later because I've got a question on him. Um, but for now he's, he's on my watch list and he and he's he's going to be in my in my thoughts when I'm putting my wildcard squad together um, in relation to getting him back in at some point. I'm going to probably avoid Ben Davis for Spurs just because. Danny Rose is going to want to go to the World Cup and he's going to want to get some game time. So I expect him to get get on the pitch for Spurs between now and the end of the season. And, and that's enough for me just to avoid Ben Davis. Um, I know they've got FA Cup as well. So Davis is more than likely not going to play every game between now and the end of the season. So I'm going to avoid him as well. Moving on to Chelsea. Alonso is, is probably the number one target here for me. I've owned him quite a lot this season and he's currently in my wildcard draft now he is expensive I haven't ruled out going without him but he, he's in there at the moment um, next in, next in the line would be Willian then so if I didn't if I didn't go for Alonso I'd more than likely include Willian they're, they're a similar price um, I may end up including both of them I'm not sure yet um, but I'm likely probably just to go with one or the other and I'm quite I'm probably edging towards Alonso at the moment but um, William, William could find his way in there as well. Two two other players from Chelsea are on my watch list as well. Two players that have burned me this season and uh, in previous, uh, Christensen and Hazard. Christensen is a, a cheaper option than Alonso. I think he's five point three. He's he's quite injury prone, which is kind of off putting. Um, I think he got injured during this international break as well. He's, he's a young guy, he's played a lot of football this season, so they may look to protect him a wee bit, maybe between now and the end of the season. But he is, he is I haven't ruled out going back to him, even though that he even though he he, uh, he trolled me um, earlier in the season. I, I just kinda I could end up going with him yet. More than if I don't go for Alonso, I may end up going for Christensen just to save a few bob. That's something I need to think about for the next couple of days. Hazard then I mean he's 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 been a, a thorn in my side all season. But I think he's still... There's, there's not many people talking about him from what I can see online. Um, but I think he still is worth considering. He could he could be a bit of a differential if you're if you're trying to make up some ground. Hazard could could be a, a good gamble to take. Obviously, Willian is producing the goods at a lot cheaper. Um, so that's why most people are going towards Willian. And I can see why. Um, I'm unlikely to get Hazard... Uh, Mainly just because he's he's been an absolute uh, nightmare for me. When it comes to avoiding players at Chelsea, I'm probably going to avoid their strikers just because Giroud and Morata are probably going to share game time over the next couple of weeks. So I don't really, as I said already, I want to get in players that are nailed on. I'm not going to have to worry about them starting or not. So I'm going to avoid Giroud and Morata for that reason. Next up is Leicester. The obvious candidates here are Mares and Vardy. I'm more than likely going to have Mares in my wildcard squad. Vardy, I have a question mark over him. 
again, it's probably because I've I've never really had good times with him in the past. He's frustrated me when I've owned him before. Um, but again, I need to kind of forget about that and, and kind of think about what he can do rather than what he's done in the past. So Vardy's one I'm definitely thinking about because he's a good price and he's and he's got the two double game week. So um, and obviously if, I, if I'm getting Marius, you, you could do the double up and hope that the two of them link up over the next couple of weeks. I'm looking at the lesser defence as well. Not because they've been good defensively this season, but they've got good fixtures. Um, I think especially over the next four games, they've got you know potential there for clean sheets. So I'm looking at Morgan at the moment. Um, he seems to be pretty nailed on beside Maguire. Maguire's uh, a lot more expensive. He's 5.6, but he does offer the goal threat. Um, and I have been thinking about paying the extra just to get Maguire in because he offers such a big goal threat. Um, I'm pretty sure over the last couple of game weeks he's 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 pretty he streets ahead of all the other defenders in the game for goal attempts. He's got about ten in his last five or six games or something like that. So I can see goals from Maguire, but it's it's whether we want to pay the extra for him when funds funds are probably going to be pretty tight um, in our wildcard squads. Or even if you're not on a wildcard, it's it's a lot to pay for someone who's not really been keeping clean sheets and he hasn't been scoring goals. So. That's another thing I'm, I'm going to mull over this week, whether or not Maguire is worth the extra few bob, um, which I think he could be, but it's just whether I can fit him in or not. Um, I mentioned Morgan, so if I don't go Maguire, I'll probably just go Morgan. Um, I'm probably going to avoid Chilwell because there's always the chance that Fuchs will come back in at left-back. So again, I don't like the worry of Chilwell losing his place. Simpson at right back probably going to avoid him as well because he, he offers absolutely zero going forward I don't think he's got any goals or assists this season um, I think he's 4.3 so he is cheap but I would prefer Morgan because I just think there's more chance of Morgan getting something for you going forward than there is with Simpson that's Leicester covered the next up is Brighton so again Brighton have two double game weeks players I'm looking at, Pascal Gross who's been superb this season, I think he's been involved in about 40 I think I've seen something, 46% of Brighton's goal, so he's he's a great option the goalkeeper as well Matt Ryan, I like him for 4.5, he could well he could be could well be the my backup to David De Gea in my wildcard squad um, Without a free hit, that's probably going to leave me without a goalkeeper in 35. So that's something I want to, I need to think about as well. Do I get Ryan um, because he's got the double? Or do I get someone like Hennessy, who I, I really don't rate, but he has a game in 35? So it's whether it's what kind of balance I want to strike. Um, and that's what I've been looking at over the last couple of days. Is I mean, when I'm, when I'm, I'm not going to go into strategy now, but approaching these next couple of weeks, I'm looking to try and get a balance over over the next seven game weeks rather than you know attacking the doubles big time or the blank so Ryan versus someone like Hennessy is something I'm, I'm weighing up in defence for Brighton Duncan Duffy I think they're both really good options because even if they don't keep clean sheets which they're unlikely to do they do offer a big threat from set pieces um, I've had Dunk for most of the season got plenty of goals out of him not, me not many of them were in the right net but he does have a goal threat and I may end up holding on to him um, because I got him at the, at 4.4 I think it was um, I think he might have went up in price now I could be wrong on that but I'm more than likely going to hold on to Dunk because he's got the two double game weeks Duffy is a really good option as well 
Um, I don't really think there's much between those two when it comes to attack and threat, so I don't think you can go wrong with either. It's just personal preference really on that one. <laughs> Looking at wildcard squads on Twitter and, and even Reddit the last couple of days, I see a lot of teams with Glenn Murray. Um, obviously he's got the form and he's got the two doubles, but I'm quite reluctant to go there. Um, the reasons being, he's, he's I think he's 34, and there's a lot of there's a lot of strikers uh, vying for a place in that uh, Brighton side. You've got the new guy Lucadia who looks pretty good. You've got Ajoa who's come in on loan, um, and then you've got Hemed as well who was playing there early in the season. I'm pretty sure Hemed's there. I could be wrong. Maybe he went out on loan or something. But there is a lot of competition up front for Brighton, and I don't think uh, Murray will play every game given his age. Um, and Brighton, another result or two, Brighton could be safe, so they can afford to give uh, Murray a rest. Then so. I'm going to avoid Murray for that reason. Obviously, he he could do well, but I'll talk about my team probably a little bit later. But when it comes to strikers, I'm not really looking at any of the budget options. Um, I'm I'm probably going to spend spend a few bob on on a on a strong strike force rather than going for the likes of Murray. The last team that have two doubles are Southampton. So Mark Hughes has just taken over. Um, not the most inspiring managerial appointment really and I don't really have much interest in Southampton the only one really um, I'm keeping an eye on is, is Austin so he's coming back from injury and obviously we know what Austin can do from, from seasons gone by um, if he can get back in the team in the next couple of weeks and, and nail down a place he's definitely someone I look at probably not for well depending if he can get in to the team this weekend I may look at him then for 34 but more than likely maybe later in the season when he when he proves his fitness because he again he's someone who's so injury prone he's unlikely to play two games in a short space of time so and again Southampton have a lot of striking options so he's one to keep an eye on but I, I wouldn't be getting him in yet but definitely someone who's on my watch list for the for the running when it comes to Southampton defenders Cedric and Stevens are the two that I like Cedric um, Cedric's a player over the last few seasons who probably hasn't got as many attacking returns as he should have because he's a really good attacking uh, right back um, and it doesn't always translate into assists and goals but it, it could come between now and the end of the season and he could be a good a good move I think he's 4.7 I like Stevens as well 4.5 he's a he's got, he offers a big goal threat um, I think earlier in the season I think he scored three and three uh, I think he scored two in the Premier League and one in, the, in one of the cup games so if you're looking for a, a, a cheap defender with a goal threat who has two double game weeks, I think Stevens is a good option. Um, but I'm I'm probably going to avoid Southampton altogether, uh, at least in my wildcard squad this weekend. And I'll just I'll just monitor monitor them over the next few weeks under Mark Hughes and see how 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 they line up and how they're playing. I'm going to definitely avoid their goalkeeper uh, McCarthy. I've seen him in a lot of wildcard squads as well, but there's always a chance that um, Fraser Forster comes back in. So again. I don't want uncertainty over a player, so I'm going to avoid McCarthy for that reason. Again, if he plays maybe the next two game weeks, then I might look at him when it comes to double game week 34. But for now, I would probably avoid uh, McCarthy. I mean, Forster is not going to have... He, he's going to want to get back in the team to, to push for a place in the World Cup squad as well. So that's that's my reasoning behind avoiding him. Gabby Adini is a player on my avoid list, and he will be on that list for as long as he's in the Premier League because he'll never be forgiven for what he'd done last season in the double game week. I think he might have got one point or something like that. It was an absolute nightmare anyway. So there's a big uh, 
I've got Gabby Dini in capital letters on my do not go there list. So that covers all the teams that have two double game weeks. So I'm going to move on now to the teams that have just one double game week. Um, again, I'm going to try to rattle through this as quickly as I can. So the teams with one double game week between now and the end of the season, we have Burnley. And of course, Burnley play in the blank 35 as well, so they're quite attractive. Then we have Arsenal, Man City, Swansea, West Ham, Newcastle, Huddersfield and Bournemouth. So start with Burnley first because they're a team... Uh, I'm looking at I'm going to be a Burnley fan probably for the next couple of weeks because of I'm in the situation of not having a free hit and they play the double 34 and they also play 35 so I'm probably looking at bringing in two if not three Burnley players um, for for the next couple of weeks I've had Nick Pope all season not all season I've had him since he, he, he came in for Heaton and he's been superb for me but Heaton's back now uh, he's talking that he's fully fit and he's ready to challenge Pope again another player who's going to want to fight for a World Cup squad he's the Burnley captain so I expect Heaton to get back in sooner rather than later so I'm going to let Pope go it would have been ideal if, if Heaton was still out I could have just held on to Pope and went Pope to Gea for the rest of the season that would be the dream goalkeeper partnership but as I say I don't think Pope will keep his place for much longer Um so I'm going to let him, let him go this weekend, I think. I've made a few bob on him as well, so it's not. I don't mind too much letting him go. I just hope that I, when I do let him go, that Heaton does come back in and that I don't miss out on, on big points from Pope. So what I'm looking at is... I always look, when it comes to Burnley, I'm always looking at their defence. I'm not too keen on their attack. So I'm probably going to bring in... I might even double up on their defence. So... Looking at the likes of Ben Mee, Tarkowski and, and Loughton, um, I'm probably not going to go for Stephen Ward. I just prefer the other three more. Um, Loughton, I think, is 4.4. Tarkowski, I think, is 4.5. And Mee's a little bit more expensive, 4.9. But he is probably the best of the three when it comes to attack and threat. So if you've got the cash, I would probably pay that extra for me. Um, ben Mee, that is now, not me. Um Goodmanson in midfield, I really like him. He's he's in he's really cheap. I think he's five point one. Um, so he's definitely someone I'm looking at, uh, with thirty four and thirty five in mind. And so I've said I'm going to avoid the goalkeepers at Burnley because we just don't know what's going to happen there. Um, and again, I mentioned uh, Glenn Murray a while ago, and said I was going to avoid him. And I, I think I'm probably going to avoid Ashley Barnes as well. I'm just not do. I'm not too keen on the on the cheap third strikers. Um, even though they've they've shown good form recently, um, Barnes I think has three and three, and he's picked up a lot of bonus points. But I just don't know if it's sustainable with him. Um, and I think when it comes to Goodmanson and Barnes, I think I just prefer uh, Goodmanson. Um, Goodmanson's probably probably safer in the team as well. Barnes should keep his place, obviously, because he's in good form, but. Chris Wood's back from injury now as well, and he and he scored a couple of goals already. So he's gonna he's probably gonna be starting um, over the next few weeks as well. And you've got Sam Vokes as well pushing for a place as well. So I'm just not overly keen on Barnes. Um, I just prefer the Goodmanson option at the moment. But I mean, wildcard fever can take over in the next couple of days, and I could end up you know going with Barnes. So we'll, we'll see how things go. That's Burnley covered. Um, Arsenal, Arsenal are a team I'm looking at as well for someone who doesn't have a free hit because they play in 35. Um, their double's not going to be until later in the season, but I'm looking at them 
I'm looking at getting in some of their players now because they suit my uh, strategy. So Mustafi in defence I'm looking at. Aubameyang is pretty nailed on in my wildcard squad. I think he'll be in a lot of wildcard squads. I think he's a good option because Arsenal's fixtures are really good and he's cup-tied in Europe, in Europe as well, so he's he's pretty safe for the Premier League. Mkhitaryan is a player I really like as well. Um, we're sorry to see him leaving Man U. Um, I think he's going to have a big end to the season for Arsenal now, so he's another one I'm looking at. I'm going to avoid Ramsey, I think, because... He's, he's had some kind of um, operation during the international break and there's been quotes that Wenger's going to maybe save him for the Europa League so he's probably worth avoiding again a player, I don't want to bring in a player who may not play for me so I'm going to avoid Ramsey I prefer Mkhitaryan when it comes to the Arsenal midfield anyway so that's Arsenal covered as well Man City next up I'm probably going to go without any City players um, this weekend and just keep an eye on them over the coming weeks with, with game week 35 in mind. So they play in the blank 35 and then they're going to have a double later in the season. So I'm just going to I'm just going to keep an eye on them. Obviously they could have the league won um, by game week 35. So it's going to be very hard to predict their, what kind of lineups they're going to put out. They've got Champions League to play as well. So I'm, I'm okay to go without them. I feel comfortable enough going without them for the next two weeks. And then I'll re revisit them in game week 35 and see maybe if there's a player I want to get in. Because I think they've got Swansea in 35, so it's a nice fixture. And then obviously they've got the double as well. So I'm going to go without them to begin with. And again, I'll revisit them in game week 35. Swansea next up. So I was hoping Swansea's uh, double game week would fall in 34, but it hasn't. So it's going to be later in the season now. But still keeping an eye on some of their players. Fabianski in goal. Uh, I like Van der Horn at 4.4 centre-back. He's got a, he offers good goal threat. Um, and I like the Ayu brothers as well, Jordan and Andre. So I know Jordan's suspended, I think, for the next game or two, but he's someone I'll be looking at along with Andre um, later in the season. Again, Swansea are a team I'm probably going to go without any of their players for my wildcard this week. The... Another player at Swansea who's only 4.2 million, Andy King in midfield. He's a good option as a fifth midfielder because he's cheap. Um, he's, he can be a bit of an enabler and he's got a double game week later in the season. And he's Even though he's only 4.2, he's got goals in him. So I think he is a good option. Moving on quickly, West Ham. Only one double game week. Um, a team I'm not really too keen on, but there's one player in particular I'm very interested in. It's Arnautovic. I had him earlier in the season. Um... I'm just a big fan of him, especially when it comes to FPL. And he's he's been playing up front for West Ham, so out of position. He's got good fixtures as well. He's got a game in 35 as well, which makes him more attractive for me. Um, and he's a player I could end up going with this weekend and just holding him for the rest of the season. He's got a, he's got a 35 fixture and he's got a double fixture later in the season. So I really like I really like the look of Arnautovic. Um, definitely he's high on my uh, wildcard watch list this week. With West Ham, I'm going to avoid Joe Hart. I've seen him in a couple of wildcard squads, and I just I just wouldn't advise it because I mean he's only played one game. That doesn't mean he's going to play the next one, um, and he's just he's not the goalkeeper he used to be. So I could easily see Adrian coming back in for West Ham. So I would just avoid Joe Hart. I would just avoid West Ham defenders and goalkeepers anyway because they're just terrible. Newcastle next up, again, double game week later in the season, so probably not going to look at them yet, but two players have picked out, Dummett in defence, cheap, nailed on, 
and Kennedy in midfield again he's cheap and he can be explosive he's a really good player so those are the two Newcastle guys I'm keeping an eye on Huddersfield I have nobody written down here I have absolutely no interest in Huddersfield between now and the end of the season they do have a double game week but I think it's a pretty nasty one with playing two of the bigger sides so I'm not going to go near Huddersfield for the rest of the season Bournemouth have a double game week 34 which not many people are talking about because I think they have I think it's Liverpool and Man United to play in 34 but I wouldn't let that put you off Bournemouth attackers because the way Bournemouth play they come out to attack they don't they don't keep clean sheets but they're always capable of scoring goals against anyone um, Stanislas is the one I'm, I'm most interested in I brought him in on uh, I brought him in for game week 31 and he got me 10 points and I haven't ruled out keeping him because, as I say, they have the decent fixtures before the double 34. Um, and Stanislas is someone who could do the business against the bigger side. So I wouldn't rule out Stanislas um, for double gaming 34. The, I just, the issue with him is you're always worried he's going to pick up an injury again. So we'll see how he goes. I'm going to avoid the Bournemouth defence and goalkeeper because defensively they've been pretty poor this season. And I'm going to avoid Callum Wilson as well because he was an absolute troll over the last couple of weeks and I do not want to see his uh, name in my team again. So that's the teams covered with the doubles. Now I'm going to just quickly touch on the teams who don't have any doubles but they don't also don't have a blank in 35. So these teams just play one game every week for the rest of the season. So just pretty steady. Liverpool, Everton, Palace, Stoke, Watford and West Brom. So Liverpool are a team, again, that I'm interested in because they play in 35 and I don't have my free hit. In game week 31, I had three players. I had Van Dijk, I had Salah and I had Firmino. So I may end up just keeping all three of them. Um, I'm, I'm definitely going to keep two out of the three, but I may end up keeping all three. Um, Salah is a no-brainer. He's going nowhere um, and nobody should be selling him at any point. It doesn't matter. He's only got one game week every week. He's, he's, he's unbelievable, so just... Don't even think about selling them. Firmino and Van Dijk then. Um, when I, when I, if, if I decide to sell one of them, it's probably going to be Van Dijk. I just think, I don't really see any reason to sell Firmino um, just because he doesn't have a double game week. And in the third, in game week 34, he's got Bournemouth at home. So Firmino could easily outscore the players who have a double game week. So again, I, I really don't see any reason to sell him. But again, it's easier for me to say that because I don't have a free hit chip. Um, but I would definitely think long and hard before you sell Firmino because he's been superb this season. Um, and I always like to just keep a hold of players who've, who've, who've served me well. I kind of I feel loyal to them then. Um, and I think Firmino will keep taking over between now and the end of the season. So more than likely I'm going to keep him. I may keep Van Dijk. It's frustrating. He never scores in the Premier League. And then he went and scored for Holland last night. Um but again, I may end up holding them because Liverpool's fixtures are pretty good. Uh, I think they've only got one tough fixture between now and the end of the season. Obviously, they've got the Champions League, so we could see some rotation. But I think Van Dijk should be pretty safe as a centre-half. There's probably more chance of Robertson getting rotated um, because Moreno's there to come in. So for that reason, I'm going to avoid Robertson. And So Joe Gomez picked up an injury with England. Um, I've seen some people talking about Trent Alexander Alexander Arnold now because of that, but again, I'm going to avoid him because Klein could be back soon. Um, Milner could easily play right back as well, so 
I don't see Alexander-Arnold playing every single game for the next few weeks, so that's enough for me to put, put me off. But if you're willing to take a chance and you think he will play the majority of games, I think he's only 4.3, so he's one to consider at least. I don't have Mane, but again, Liverpool's fixtures are good, and Mane is a player who could outscore double gaming players as well, so don't rule him out either. Crystal Palace are another team I'm looking at because they've got a good fixture in 34. Um, I think it's Brighton at home and then they play in 35 as well, so it's attractive again for me. Milivojevic is the obvious one because he's I think he's got eight goals. Um, I think six are penalties and I think two are from open play, so I think he remains a really good option. I think he's up to 4.9 million now, but I've actually looked at including him as my fifth midfielder in my wildcard squad. Um, and then if I do bench boost in 34, just using him as a single game week player, um, he could get something against Brighton. And obviously he has a game week 35 fixture. I think it's Watford as well. So the fixtures are good for him. And I mean, he's been scoring the goals. And I expect Palace to, to have, a, have a strong finish to the season. They seem to be getting things together now under uh, Roy Hodgson. So I think they'll survive and, and think that we'll, we'll see them getting some good results between then and the end of the season. The last four teams, Everton, Stoke, Watford and West Brom. I don't have any players written down from those four teams, so that's be finished um, with the 20 teams. Probably went on a bit longer than I wanted to, but that's the way I wanted to do this podcast. I wanted to try and keep it relevant to everybody rather than going into strategies because we're all we're all in different situations now. With with the free hit being a new chip this season, it's, it's going to make things very interesting for the rest of the season. Obviously, it's a bit painful for me because I used it earlier in the season, but it is going to make things interesting in many leagues and things like that because so many managers are going to be using different strategies. So many of us are in different situations. Some of us have used free hit. Some of us have used triple captain. Some of us don't have a wild card. So it's, as I said, it's a nightmare for me trying to plan for the rest of the season without it, but I think it's going to make it a very interesting final uh, seven game weeks. Um, and I'm just hoping that I can can ride it out without the free hit and and make make my goal of a top 500 finish. So I didn't talk about game week 31 in this one because it's so far behind so far behind us. I think I got 88 points, a slight red arrow. Um I'm currently ranked 1400 roughly. So my goal is is top 500 with a uh, wildcard active this week and then bench boosting triple captain whenever I decide to play those. I'm going to just take four or five questions quickly and then I'll wrap things up. First one came in from at Ross underscore FPL. So he that's a really good uh, Twitter account to follow actually. Uh, one of the one of the funnier ones out there, at Ross underscore FPL. So give him a follow. He's asking, what's your view of tripling up on defenders? So again, so this would be an example. I could I could triple up on Burnley um, because they've got a thirty-four double thirty-four and they've got a thirty-five. So it would suit me to get in three Burnley defenders. So for example, uh, Loughton, me and Tarkowski and just banking on the clean sheets from them and the points from them um, it's something I haven't done I don't know if I've ever tripled up on a defence before I'm, more than likely I've, I never have um, and it's something I don't really like doing um, It's prob- I guess it's just too many eggs tied up in the one basket but if it was a team like Burnley and they had really really good fixtures um, in the double and in 35 as well I, I would be more likely to do it but I don't really see too many clean sheets for Burnley over the next couple of weeks so I'm not going to triple up on their defence obviously if we if budget wasn't an option um, 
we'd be looking at the likes of a Man United triple up in defence or maybe a Chelsea triple up in defence if you weren't interested in their attackers obviously but again it's something I don't really recommend tripling up in defence I think it can it's just be pretty painful if you if you do do it and you just don't get any clean sheets and you're just getting 2-2-2 two, two, two from every player um, I've no problem going with two defenders which I'm likely to do probably with Burnley um, and I may even do it with uh, Brighton as well because I'm I'm probably going to go for Ryan and Dunk, so it's a double up there. People are I'm look, people are doubling up on United and Chelsea, so it makes sense to double up on the on the bigger sides because there's more more likelihood of clean sheets. So yeah, I probably wouldn't triple up on defenders, but if you're brave enough, why not? Next question from Andy Lakeman: Do we need David de Gea because of his high ownership? The short answer is probably yes. Um, but when it, when it comes to making transfers and, and picking my team, I never really look at ownership. Um, I pick my team with the players that I think are going to get me the most points over the over the next couple of weeks. I don't really take ownership into account. Um, I know I, I see a lot of people, when they're at rank really highly, they, they, they be saying things like, oh, I can't get rid of this player because he's highly owned. But, I mean... I have no problem getting rid of that player if I think the player I'm bringing in is going to get me more points because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about, getting as many fancy points as possible. So I'm getting De Gea in on my wildcard this week, but it's not because he's highly owned. It's because I think he can get the most points out of any goalkeeper over between now and the end of the season. So I think we do need to get him, but it's not necessarily for his ownership. I think it's because he's the best goalkeeper in the league and he has the best potential for clean sheets between now and the end of the season. Next question is from Michael Philander. He said, Willian, yay or nay? So Willian is currently in my wildcard draft, but I'm, I do have doubts over him. Um, it's probably just because with Willian, he's never really been 100% nailed on in the Chelsea team. Um, I mean, he's, he's, on, he's in good form at the moment, but that can change very quickly and he can easily lose his place again. And he's very likely to be a player that gets taken off early in games as well with the likes of Pedro and that knocking about and, and maybe even Barkley soon as well so I'm, I'm in two minds at the moment whether to go Willian or not um, part of me actually prefers the likes of Arnautovic over Willian um, but again that's probably more to do with my own situation not having a free hit because Arnautovic plays in 35 as well but again yay or nay I would probably say yay at the moment. Um, again, a lot of people are going for him. He's going to be a very popular pick. And I do, if he, if he can keep up his form, um, I think he will be a really good option. It might be a matter of maybe getting Willian in now with game week 34 in mind and then maybe moving him on uh, for blank 35. Um, but yeah, I think he has a good option. Obviously, he's only about 7 million. He's a lot cheaper than Hazard. Um Again, I mentioned earlier that I'm probably going to go for one of either Alonso or William, so I'm going to weigh that one up for the next couple of days. Next question is from Paul Whitehouse. It's actually three questions in one, so I'm going to answer them all. I think they're pretty easy to answer. The first question is Firmino, keep or sell? So keep, I've already said that. I don't see any reason to sell Firmino. Good form, good fixtures. Second part of his question, Man City. Are they not viable right now? Mentioned that as well. So yeah, I'm happy to go without them for the next two weeks and then and look at them again for game week 35. So see how things go in the next couple of weeks with Champions League and see if they've got the title one and things like that. I'm hoping that they don't win the title uh, against Man United because I really don't want to watch that as a United fan. 
Third part of Paul's question is, when do we get Harry Kane back? So yeah, this is a big thing we need to consider, especially if we're uh, on a wild card. We need to have a plan in place to get him back. You need to think about when you want to get him back. Obviously, we don't really know yet when he's going to be back again, but the last couple of days, there's, the signs seem to be that he's going to be back sooner rather than later. He's been pictured without protect, protective boots and things like that. So I'm, I'm not really too worried about Kane at the moment and I'm, I may just spread my cash around in my wildcard squad and worry about Kane later um, looking at the looking at the fixtures I'm just going to get them up here quickly Spurs so Spurs have the blank in 35 I don't I don't know if he's going to be back for, for the Dublin 34 he could well be but they do have City in that double so it's not the most attractive double game week for Kane there so I'm probably happy enough to go without him in the double game week 34 even if he is fit especially if I go with Sun in the wild card I'll just use Sun kind of as my Spurs cover for that week and just hope that Kane doesn't do any damage if he is back um, so Kane has a blank in 35 then but then he's got Watford in 36 and then he's likely to have the double in 37 against West Brom and Newcastle so that's the one I'm looking at big time for uh, Harry Kane I want him for Watford in 36 I want him for the double 37 and um, and obviously, it's getting close then to World Cup time, so he's going to be want to, He's going to want to be getting his form and his sharpness back, and he's going to want to try and catch Mo Salah if that's possible by then, um, in, in the Golden Boot race as well. So, at this present time, I don't have any set plans uh, set aside to get Kane back, and I may end up just waiting until game week thirty six after the blank to get him. So that'll give me a bit of time to prepare in advance. Um, try and carry transfers and things like that around game week 34 and 35 with, with a view to getting Kane back in 36 so that's where I'm at at the moment on Harry Kane obviously if we get any more news anytime soon that might change my thoughts but the last question is from Old Gold 80 and it's it's related to Harry Kane because he asked me what, what am I going to use my triple captain on so as I said already I haven't decided 100% when I'm going to use bench boost and triple captain, but what I'm thinking at the moment is bench boost in 34. I like I like the idea of playing the bench boost close to my wild card, um, to try and get as many double game weekers as I can without having to worry about injuries and rotation. Um, I can see game week 37, we could see some rotation, so it could be quite hard to get in. The, it could be quite a risky time to play the bench boost, and I just prefer I prefer the captaincy options in game week 37 for my triple captainship and I'm looking at Harry Kane um, if their double game week is West Brom and Newcastle I'm not going to look any further than that um, Harry Kane will get the triple captainship in game week 37 for me um, I just think that's a no brainer I mean I know some people are looking at triple captain in 34 um, you've got the likes of Lukaku but he hasn't really been explosive this season so I wouldn't really feel comfortable giving it to him uh, Leicester maybe the likes of Marius again Burnley Southampton it's not guaranteed that he's going to get big hauls there um, and Spurs have got Man City and Brighton so again I just, I'm not too keen on the triple captaincy options in 34 which is probably why I'm aging towards bench boosting in 34 and then getting Kane back in, in 36 and triple captain in 37 so that's where I'm at at the moment but I mean as we know things can change very quickly in, in FPL so we'll see how things go the last I'm going to finish on this just the last bit of, bit of advice um, and James Eggersdorf mentioned this in, in his video today on YouTube as well you, sh you should give that a watch 
um, James's advice is always really good. It's just focus on your own team. I mean, as I said, we're, we're all in different situations and we need to do what's right for our team. I mean, it's all it's all well and good looking at other wildcard drafts on Twitter and Reddit and things like that and, and getting ideas from other from other managers, but you can overdo it. You, you can overthink it. And I'm guilty of doing that myself. Um, you, you need to just sit down with your own team and think, what is the best strategy for my side? Um and, and what transfers are best for me and what players do I want and don't just get the players in because everyone else is getting them in I mean we, we see the likes of Willian and Son um, and all these players in, in wildcard squads but don't get them in just because everyone else is because I mean where's the fun in that and you're not really going to gain on people if, if everyone gets the same player so think outside the box as well for the last couple of weeks try and find those differentials um, especially if you're trying to trying to win a mini league or if you really want to improve your, your overall rank don't go with the uh, you don't need to go with the crowd all the time. Um, just sit down and look at your own team and forget about everything else and think, what is the best strategy for me and and what players do I want for the run-in rather than just going with the player, the popular picks on online, on social media and things like that. So that's what I'm going to try and do this week. I'm going to try... Obviously, I always enjoy looking at other drafts because it springs up ideas that you might think of yourself. But when it comes to the crunch on Friday, I'm going to shut off everything and I'm just going to spend some time looking at my team what chips I have left, what players I want, what players I like, and, and that's the way I'm going to go with it for the rest of the season. And hopefully my decisions will take me into the top 1,000, hopefully into the top 500 by the end of the season. So it's probably a little bit longer than usual. I think we're on about 40 minutes, but hopefully that's short enough for you to, to enjoy. And hopefully you can take something from this. Again, as I said, I wanted to keep it like I didn't want to go into strategy too much this week because everyone's in, in different situations. But keep an eye on my Twitter account at FPL General over the coming days. Um, I've said pre in previous pods, I'm not going to reveal too much um, on Twitter between now and the end of the season because I, I am fighting it out at the top of a few money leagues. So quite a few uh, cash leagues that I can make a few bob in. Um, which would go a long way to help me pay for my wedding, which is coming up in July as well. So I do want to be posting my team before the deadline every week and because I know there's going to be hawks out there in my mini league watching my every move. So with my wildcard squad, I'm unlikely to reveal it before the deadline on Saturday. So don't be don't be waiting for it. Um, I may give away some information before then, but as I say, I want to win some of these mini leagues and I don't want, I don't want to be giving away all the information. Um, so keep an eye, keep an eye on Twitter at FPL General. Any any questions you have in relation to anything I said on this one? Any any players maybe that I didn't mention that you think I should be looking at? Um, let me know your thoughts on on the players I'm avoiding and the players I'm looking at. So send me a tweet at FPL FPL General. I'll try to get back to you at some point before the deadline. Follow the Twitter account for the podcast as well, which is at Fifty Ninth Minute Pod. And as always. Um, all the positive stuff is, is appreciated the comments, the likes, the shares thumbs up, reviews on iTunes everything like that, so if you enjoyed it send some positivity my way and, and give it a retweet on Twitter as well um, I've been thinking a little bit about it as well I've mentioned before that I'd like to get some guests on, um, I'm unlikely to do so between now and the end of the season but I would like to develop this podcast next season Um maybe with a view of, of, of it being maybe two or three people every week rather than just me. Um, so so 
I'm going to think about that a lot more, obviously, during the summer and things like that. But uh, that is what I would like to do with this podcast, develop it into a podcast where there's two or three, where I get two, uh, one or two guests on with me every week. Um, hopefully, the idea would be high-caliber guests, maybe some of those guys who are in Elite 64. Um, so just really high-quality FPL advice from some of the best managers around. So that is the plan. So enjoy the rest of your week. Again, most important advice I'll say is make the decisions that are right for your team um, and don't get too bogged down on, on what other people are doing. Um, enjoy the rest of your week. Good luck. If you're on a wild card like me, try not to, to fry your brain too much. Uh, hit me up on Twitter with any questions you have if you want to discuss your own wild card as well, things like that. So good luck for game week 32. I, I mean... We forget that there's a game week 32 coming up because it's all double game week talk. But good luck for game week 32. And I'll be back. I'm not actually sure if I'll be back next week with another podcast because I'm going back to Ireland next week for a week to organise everything for the wedding because the next time I'll be home will be in July for the actual wedding. So I'm going home next week and I've got about 100 things to organise with my fiance next week, which culminates in my stag party which is in game week 33. So I'm not going to see too much football in game week 33 because we're heading to Belfast for a stag party. So I'll try I'll try and get a podcast out maybe next Monday. That is my plan, but I can't guarantee it. So as I say, talk to you all soon and good luck for the game week.